What's up, folks? Thank you for tuning in to the Progression Project Foiling Series podcast. I'm your host, Eric Antonson, and today's guest is James Casey. This is round two with James. He was the first episode of the Foiling Series on the Progression Project, and he has come back for another froth fest of foiling fun. Ah, that's funny. All right. Um, some notes before we jump in. The intro to the podcast, last two episodes, has been bass lines that I am playing. I like to play music and I used to play bass. I play a lot of guitar and I decided that to keep motivated in playing some music, I'm going to learn a new bass line, something I like uh, weekly for the show. That's Anderson Pack Come Down and uh keep me motivated and uh it was actually it's pretty fun too so i don't know if you guys have some uh, suggestions for killer bass lines uh hit me with them uh if you want to check out other projects that uh i've got my hands in uh, blue zone sup is the camp that i co-own with Chase Kosterlitz in Costa Rica. I started a bunch of years ago. We had to move back to the States. Chase came down and has taken it over and is doing a great job. Um, it's tough when you see your baby, something you started uh, in someone else's hands and they do it better than you, but I believe that's what's going on right now with Chase. So Blue Zone is, um, is kicking butt. We had a great year. We're uh, already booking out for next year. So if you want to get in on that, check out bluezonesup.com and uh, send info at bluezonesup.com and email for availability. And also we're going to, we've got the facility down there, we've got everything dialed in. So we're gonna do some intro to foiling camps. I don't know how those are gonna take shape yet, but stay tuned for those or send us an email to get on the list for that. Uh, and uh, Portal Surf Designs, my other passion project, designing uh, mostly stand-up, high-performance stand-up paddle boards, uh, surfboards, um, but I've started doing a lot of uh, foil board design. I just kind of sit in front of the computer and just jam stuff out. I'm starting to do a bunch of prototypes. That's not ready for the public. I'm not ready to sell that yet, but stay tuned because there's some cool, some cool things in the works. There's a lot of guys designing beautiful boards right now for foiling. I wish I could try them all. I wish I had an unlimited budget to have every wing and every foil board there was, but um, yeah, and if anyone out there is listening, would like me to try something and give feedback, uh, maybe hype it a little bit, I'd love to do it. There's a lot of wings I'd love to try right now, so uh, hit me with that. All right, let's jump into the show. James Casey, round two. All right, James Casey, thanks for coming back, man. I appreciate it. How you been? Yeah, really good. It's um, been a good couple months since we spoke, but um, sounds like you're well and truly oil brain. <laughs> Dude, it's it's madness. <laughs> uh, yeah. I've been following you on uh, on on Instagram, and it looks like you were in the Maldives for like a month. Yeah, I was actually there for two separate trips, about a week apart. I went home in between, but yeah, how I was you, over there for. How do you get that for gig? a little while? Um, so I got uh, some friends who, who own moon tours and, um, they were looking for a stand up paddle instructor and, um, right place, right time. <laughs> basically. <laughs> That's insane. How was it? You guys score surf? Oh, so, um, the first trip we got 
we got lots of waves, like two to three foot every day. I foiled a fair bit, subsurfed a fair bit. Um, got a bit of paddling in too, and yeah, it was super fun. The second trip, we had a bit of a stormy trip. We got one day that was absolutely pumping down in the central atolls, um, and that was probably the best we ever had it over there. But then a massive storm came the next day and um, sort of made it be tricky to find waves. Yeah. But yeah, still it was awesome. Awesome day. Awesome couple days over there. A couple weeks over there. And um, you yeah, I'm actually going back again. Going back again next year for, for three trips. And they'll be back to back. So there's no um, back and forth like, like this year. Dude, that's sick. Uh, anyone listening, I apologize. It seems like we've got about a second delay. So if it sounds like we're talking over each other, that's why James is in Australia right now. I'm on the East Coast in Florida. Um, what are you freaking out on foiling right now? What's uh, What have you been thinking about in, um, in foiling? I just I just had a three-hour session uh, yesterday out uh, one of our local spots, uh, towing in with a mate, and it was insane you know wasn't it, no one else out you know it wasn't even that good but we we're out for three hours he was out for five hours he had, he had another buddy out there that he was towing with and um okay i came in for the second shift gave him another three hours and he was just like dude i'm gonna get you a couple because i'm i'm done he's like but i want to get more but i know if i if i keep going i'm gonna hurt myself because i'm really tired <laughs> so he just turned me into a couple and then like you do one more like, yeah i do one more one more <laughs> and then it was all good. We got a couple more and went in and sunburnt. In the middle of winter, but like sunburnt and surfed out. Oh my goodness, man. I um, Since we last spoke, I've moved to Florida for the summer and I picked up a little 10-foot, 11-foot uh, rib with a 9.9 on it, which I can throw I it. I just looked at your story. Yeah, I saw you and your, your, your son were going out. Yeah, um, I can oh. stick it in the back of my truck, which is insane. And mm. so you can put it on the ferry to go like, I mean, it's just, a, it's just madness. And today we had our best, uh, our best session. And I just, you know, I was scoring, like, it wasn't even good. Like the waves are not good at all. Uh, and I felt the wave looks like, looks like shit, but like, it doesn't matter. I know this. <laughs> <laughs> it was ridiculous. Like two to three minute waves. I was wearing a GPS watch, like 400 to 600 meters. Like my right leg cramped twice on one wave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just nuts. I feel your pain. Oh yeah, man. It's crazy. Feel like you it's, found that and you know what the, the toe foiling is um I got a few mates over here that, that do the toe foiling and you know they actually start they learnt toe foiling and like haven't really gotten into the waves or you know on a stand up and, and they wanna they wanna do downwind foiling. And I said to them, guys, you're never gonna learn to downwind foil unless you get ski breaks. Let's, let's be honest here. Like this is the best. This is the best part of foiling, um, especially at the moment where there's not that many people doing it yet, and you can get to spots where no one else is out. Yeah. Um, you can basically just have free reign in this like, and get as many ways as you want, pissing nobody off because the waves are shit. And yeah, it, it, at, at the moment at home, especially, it's insane because it's it's gonna it's gonna end. Cause it's just it's just too too good too good to be true. And there's more people getting into it, and then just sort of pushing the limits a little bit much. So you got to be really careful. Like when there's other surfers out, you know, obviously you can't be driving your ski around them or buzzing them with your, on your foil. You just yeah. got to move somewhere else. And it's sort of, I feel like it's a matter of time here. I'm trying to make the most of it and, you know, try and extend as long as we can. But yeah, 
it's um it's awesome at the moment <laughs> it feels like it's too good so i had plans to do an instagram story of like all these waves and i got some pretty good video of today and but a lot of guys locally follow me here and about two waves in i was like i can't post any of this i don't want anyone to know yeah. how much fun i'm having <laughs> yeah <laughs> so exactly. it's like this random story of just like us at the beach and then that's it <laughs> that's why yeah don't uh, give anything else away <laughs> yeah i just switched up to a um like a higher aspect wing i got the np um i've been on cloud stuff for a long time love the stuff it's, it's super good but i switched to a little bit higher aspect the glide large amazing the difference i can only imagine what it's like going to some of those really high aspect wings i know you've been on them uh, t tell me about the difference in feel there. I think the difference is the range that they can, like the low end is lower and the top end is higher. Okay. Um, so basically you're getting more glide out of each, especially for downwind. We haven't, I haven't actually tried much of the sort of high aspect surfing wings. Like I guess the, the new GoFoil GL180 is what uh, I've been using a lot. Um, okay. since we spoke and the 220 and is even bigger yeah. right yeah there's a thing that's a two 220 then a 240 as well oh, so wow. like um alex has been loving the 240 over in, in hawaii for downwind um and that's what i was going to say for downwind it's these wings are like next level like i use the old go for eva and like the fastest average i usually like ever got was like 20 k's an hour Mm -hmm. Um, and then, but I was in like smoking conditions and in the lighter stuff, I was usually averaging around 17 days an hour, 17, maybe 18. If it was a good, it was kind of good. I went out the first day I got the GL 180 in pretty average conditions, like just white capping, 15 knots, gusting to maybe 18 max. And I went out thinking, am I even going to be able to get arced today? And I went out. Just got going and had the most fun run I've ever had in those sorts of conditions. And I averaged just like 19.9, so pretty much 20 k's an hour in this like 15 knot nothing wind. Oh my. And it just sort of, I was like, oh, next level. This is like, and it was literally, not, I changed nothing else. It was just the wing. Um, so this next level, like in terms of like downwind racing, like the fact that you can, equipment can change your average by three kilometers per hour, which is what that's like. Uh, two, miles two miles an hour, hour yeah. You know, it's just, yeah, which it's just that's massive. And so, like last year, you know, when everyone was, I did the, I did one race last year, um, the Poi Bowl, and I felt like I was going pretty good. And got out there, and by the time I got from Maliko to Hukipa, I knew I was out of the race. <laughs> it was just, everyone was going so much faster. So I just went out to sea and just surfed and had fun. Um, and it sort of that was sort of a eye opener for me. Basically, you know, obviously I'm. The equipment's going to get a lot better, and the guys that have done a lot of work on R and D have um are going to be winning. And it's because it's such a it's like a um it's a a race to the fastest. It's a gear race basically. It's um. So yeah, that was sort of an eye opener. But but yeah, these high aspect wings. That's what everyone was using then, and they're becoming produ production wings now, which is awesome to see and i think it's only going to get better and better as, as we go in terms of the surfing high effect wings i've surfed the gl180 and tiny stuff and, and the, the glide and pump you get is ridiculous i've gotten a couple waves like beach breaks and i've linked like i've been up on the foil for like over nine minutes 
Oh my goodness. Like covering almost like two kilometers, like just like a mile, a mile and a half, just, just pumping in and out. And like, cause the glides you get, like basically after the, after, once you're up to speed, you don't stop. And like usually it's your legs or your lungs giving out rather than the, the waves stopping and you'd be able to pump. But yeah, the, the glide on these high spec wings and the, the also amazing thing I found was the way they turn as well. Like being a high spec wing and hardly any curve, they're really long and flat. You'd think there's no way you'd be able to turn that. The tip's going to come out. But you can turn these wings, the tip can come out and you can still, because they're flatter, they sort of slice through the water like a fin and then pop back down. Whereas the curved wings feel like when they come out of the water, it's game over because the, the air can't wrap around it because the, there's a little bit out of the water, then there's another bit in the water, so it will like gurgle. Whereas the high set wings seem to slice out and come back in fine. Oh, that's so it's um, super a little bit of instability. But you, can def- you can definitely hold it. Yeah. Um, I haven't understood. Some people have been saying that they don't surf as good, but if you watch videos, if you watch. Um, Katie Maui Instagram feed shout out. I think his name's Kane. Yeah. I'd love to chat with him one day. His yeah, uh, Kane's a, ridiculous. He's a yeah, yeah, that kid's just killing it. Derekama stuff on the high aspect yeah. wings. Like some of his turns are, are the best turns I've seen him do. And I think it's two factors. I mean, one of them is that it's just. I mean, from surfing, like it's just easier to turn when you're going fast. Like if you've got extra mm-hmm. speed to play with, I mean, you can, you can utilize that if you surf, if you surf at a high level. Um, and so I feel like that's part of what's happening. Um, a couple of notes, like I, so I, I got down this wormhole of studying some aerodynamics cause I wanted to understand how wings work a little bit better and found that there is like a coefficient of drag, which as you increase in speed, each wing kind of has its own, each shape of airfoil or hydrofoil has a coefficient of drag. And as you, it becomes exponential with velocity at a certain point. That's why wings have, you know, like a top speed. So it's actually physics limits you at some point. And so like I've switched wings around a lot of where GPS, when I, when I do a lot of the foiling and, you know, some of my wings, it's like, I'm in miles per hour, but you know, like 14, 13, um, some of them, you know, I'm pushing like 17, 18, uh, you know, in like, in like good surf, um, so that's pretty interesting. I, I've seen what you're talking about as far as like a wider range of speed um, already yeah. in in the highest aspect um, wing that I have. Which I would not say. I think I'd say it's like a mid aspect wing. Um, but my ability to pump is dramatically different. It's it's easy. I mean, it takes a lot of the cardio out of it to where you can kind of relax mm-hmm. into it. You can stay higher on the wing, and then if you need to, you can glide down a little bit. Um, so I think it's rad. I can't wait to try. Uh, that signature wing or the GL or I don't know. I'm sure there's going to be a bunch of them. Everyone's going to have one very soon. Yeah. The access guys have come out. They're pretty good one as well. Um, But yeah, they're all, they're all, um, that's that's the way it seems to be trending. It's going towards that higher spec stuff. And um, like, I know Alex, he he towed in to Jaws on that GL 180, like the highest spec wing. And that's, that's a wing I'm using in, you know, 15 knot wind downwind. And he's like, (laughs) So that sort of shows the range of it, you know, like I'm more or less flat water foiling it and he's towing into, you know, minimum 20 foot bombs going straight, I'd assume. I hope, I hope he's not turning because that'd be scary. Um, <laughs> going straight on, on these bombs out, you know, open ocean swells, unbroken jaws waves, you know, it's crazy. 
So you are, um, you've done everything, right? Like on the last podcast, if you guys didn't listen to it, James has been on once before. He was the first foiling podcast uh, in this series that I did. Uh, and we covered a lot of his um, basic coming into the sport of foiling. He's a super high level paddle racer and surfer. Um, and so coming in in the kind of the stand up world and then getting into prone and then getting into towing, how do you see it now? Like where does um, stand up fit in to foiling for you? What are you looking for for towing? What are you looking for for prone? Um, it's been an interesting voyage for me in terms of how I've the sports changed for me. How, how's it changed for you over time? Yeah, over time, um, I guess I just, you know, just started on the stand up and surfing and, and that got still got a lot of merit to it, I think. Uh, the way you can basically paddle out to any little wave and understand that you can pretty much catch any little bump with, with a foil on, or a big enough foil anyway, so like it doesn't even have to be breaking. And that, that opens up a lot of uh, freedom. You know, you can sort of go anywhere and catch something. Um, the, the, the prone foiling, I, I find that a little bit more limiting, but it is, when it's all working, it's awesome because you can, you've got a smaller board, you don't have a paddle, and you can sort of maneuver a bit better. Um, but you just can't catch the same ways you can catch on the stand-up. Um, and then there's the toe foiling, which is kind of the best of both worlds. Well, it is. <laughs> it's the best sort of form, I believe, at the moment. Um, you can tow into a wave that you wouldn't be able to catch, or you can tow into a wave 100 metres out before you'd even be able to catch it on anything. And then you can just surf it on your little tiny board. I was using a 3-3 yesterday with straps and just... And you can surf it for as long as you want. And then you don't even have to paddle back out because your buddy's going to pick you up and take you back out to the next wave, <laughs> which is, it, it feels like cheating. Like it honestly, it's like, it, it's um, too good to be true. And it's, we keep pinching ourselves and thinking, uh, how good is this? And how long is this going to last? Because it just feels like, um, it's awesome. It's like Disneyland every day. It's crazy. Yeah. So my, my session this morning, which was in to set the stage, I think they called it one to two feet with occasional three fourths foot sets. It was, I think like 2.4 feet at seven seconds. I mean, it was yep. very meager yep. surf pumping <laughs> and the, the, like this bank that I was surfing, uh, you know, it was kind of like this kind of weird tidal inlet type deal. And I was like four waves into the session and I was trying to remember the last time that I had had that much fun surfing. Um, and I think the last time I had that much fun surfing was like six years ago um, at restaurants when me and a buddy scored like one foot overhead restaurants by ourselves for an hour and a half, yeah. which, which is hilarious. Yeah, which is like, <laughs> it's, it's like you found like a hidden door, like in the closet and you walk through to a different universe and everything's kind of like the same, but it's not. <laughs> It's like, that's what I felt like. Yeah. Um, so that's, and that's exactly it. It's just like, like you've gone to the other side of the world to surf this perfect left hand barreling wave. And, you know, you've had a lot of money to be there. You got lucky that there's no one else out. Conditions lined up, all this. And you just went out the front with, you know, a, a Zodiac and it was average surf no one else even wanted to be out there and you got it better you know you got it just as good as you felt like when it was when you're over in you know everyone's dream over in fiji and you did it out the front of your place you know what i mean that's, that's exactly it 
same for us. Like, if you like, once you once you get your systems in place, the toe falling is like it's can be better than a first trip. Well, better than a trip over to you know your, your dream weight and you're just doing it literally in horrible shitty surf, and there's no one else out. It's just yeah, it just it feels like it's too good to be true. And how is that, man? Like I, I'm starting to question how that's possible. Just I think the the whole foil dynamic of how much more is going on when you're when you're surfing with like the 3d kind of all you know yeah i think it's just the speed and the and the the like once you get your turns down you're just weaving these turns and like it's speed power flow you know you're just doing all these things and and sort of i've sort of started playing around with straps just yesterday and a couple of sessions before but you know, even the little aerials you can do with the straps, you know, it's obviously I'm just working on with the straps and I want to end up doing it without the straps, but um, it's like snowboarding. You know, you, like you go snowboarding, you can, you know, pop an air because you're completely stuck into your board and now with the foil, it sort of makes it this completely, you know, it's just this new skate park and adds another dimension. When you hit the white water, you got a bit more stability and, yeah, no, there's a lot more to explore even and then with the towing, it's, just speeds up that you get a lot more better waves i guess is the way i see it yeah and just the quality of rep for training is is pretty unreal with the towing you know we're going out oh, back yeah. when it's, it's basically it's like going to kelly's wave pool <laughs> yeah <laughs> basically <laughs> we're going out back better. when it's like flat and like my pumping has gotten exponentially better in the last two weeks because i'm just whipping off the uh the zodiac and just pumping for as long as i can when it's fully flat um you know yep. just getting reps on it catching you know like little one foot offshore swell and riding it and it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's yeah. pretty it, nuts it feels like cheating like i've actually these mates of mine that they have they got the scale they got the whole setup um the lost 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 boys foil club yeah they're a great it follow on instagram if any of you guys out there don't yet follow lost boys foil club on instagram um it's got james and tom carroll and uh it's pretty yeah, classic Leon and all the net and yeah now these guys and uh, the funny thing is that the, the sort of guys that sort of created the, the you know the account and the, the club they don't they rarely will even paddle in foiling like they almost exclusively tow foil and that's they've tried the paddle in they're like mm, it's hard work we'd prefer just to wait and when one of you guys are free, we'll go out and take the ski out and we'll have a best ever session. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what I'm really enjoying right now is the setup right behind the house here is kind of like a low tide bar that's, you know, maybe about three and a half, four feet deep, just barely deep enough to where you can, at the dead low tide, you can still get across it. And then it goes kind of into a trough and then into a shore break. And yep. like, do you skateboard? Like skate, like little uh, parks and stuff? A little bit. Yeah, no, not so, so much park, but this sort of cruising bit. So, like when you skate like a park, you've kind of got like this assortment of all these like you know obstacles, yeah. ramps all over the place. So you kind of like go from one bank to the other, cruise through the flats, you know, hit a bunch. I kind of feel like it's like that where you know I've switched over to mostly going prone right now, just because I'm trying to get better at it, and I'm I'm I can pump a lot better for some reason prone than I can sub, even with the paddle. Yeah, like, lot, lot of board, I'd say, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I can I can stay up a lot longer, but it feels like I'm kind of just like in a skate park, just kind of like you you pop up and you're like, you know, it's really small. So it's like more about the pumping and the finding the little sections than it is really about surfing a wave. But it's kind of this cool game yeah. of, you know, ride a wave, 
find the next peak, pump to it, hit it, and then come back in and then get to the next one. Like playing this like I'm, very deep game uh, instead of just surfing, which is really fun. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. The, the way we, we, we toe surf, um, when it's a northeast swell, it's like this A-frame and it, it wedges all the way along and you'll have like a north peak and you'll have like <clears throat> an east peak and they're going like almost perpendicular to each other. And they just sort of cross over and gets really messy on the inside. And you can literally be on one, like you can sometimes we'll do doubles. So we'll both toe into the same wave and we'll start off going along. And then one person will go left, the other person will go right. And by the end of the wave, the person who went right could be two waves in front of the person who went left. <laughs> and it's just like, how did that even happen? And there wasn't even that much linking going on. You just follow one bit of swell and the way it bends and refracts, you end up on, you just find all these little wedges and, like A-frames like, like a skate park and you just end up two or three waves apart. <laughs> it's just, it's crazy. You know, you just, it's, it's hard to follow each other on the same part of the wave even because it's just so sort of messed up, but it's awesome to surf. Awesome. That sounds so good. It's, it's super fun when you're cruising down the line on one and you look over and the wave, like I've been doing kind of like a surf slash downwind hybrid where we get this like heavy, I don't know, 20, 25 mile an hour kind of sideshore wind that's blowing south to north. And the surf's only like two to three feet, but it's basically going along with the shore. And so once you're up, you're kind of doing like a half downwind, half surf session. But the waves, yeah. like as you pop up, you can kind of look out back. And so, you know, like you might not be on the best wave. And so you kick out and you like pump two waves back and then you hit that one. And then sooner or later, the one out back is going to be a little bit better. And you kind of kick out and pump back out to the next one. Um, uh -huh. yeah. it's, super, it's super fun to kind of just always have your eyes up looking around. Oh, for sure. And like a lot of time when we're towing in, we'll, we'll take off on one wave. And even same with surfing, you take off on one wave and you look behind, you're like, oh, I think the next one's going to be better. So you just, like, you haven't even surfed the wave. You just pull off and pump back out, catch the next one. And it's, and, and with the downwind stuff, like what you're talking about there is that's not how I learned to downwind, but how I wish I had because I learned just on the stand up out to sea and just like if it wasn't windy enough, then it didn't get up. Um, but by going, like you say, for, for us on the east, I see if we get a northeasterly, like it's our sea breeze, we'll paddle out of the north end of the beach, catch a wave, and then pump out to sea. And not too far, like only a couple hundred meters out past the waves. And then you get these bumps and you can ride them for as long as you want. And then as long as you can, like milk them, and then it might take you back into shore, and then you'll get sort of a bit more power from the waves, and you'll pump back out again, and then go all the way along, and then like once you're sort of done, you come into the beach and then run back up, and you're sort of like, it doesn't matter how long or short you go, you're having an awesome, awesome long ride. Good practice for the downwind, and and then you, if you, you know, basically if you drop your car somewhere, you have to paddle back to it. It means you've got to make it for your car. Or if you're having more fun, you've got to stop at your car. So it's by doing that sort of like a beach break, prone downwind, you can sort of just have a bit of fun just doing it, getting the skills up, and it means you're going to be ready when it's, you know, proper. When you get when you get the right set up and you're ready, you're going to have a lot of fun doing it because that's yeah, it's a great way to learn. Like you said, um, yeah. it's kind of fun, especially when the waves aren't doing anything, that's for sure. It's, it's pretty crazy how training and more difficult – variable conditions uh i feel like that's kind of the, my favorite way to train i feel like it makes so like 
you'll do a couple of those days of this just super choppy downwind in the surf type drift session just right along the coast and then the next day it gets glassy i swear i'm pumping you know like so much better everything seems so easy because you've been doing yeah. it and it's, it's just both on those skills, and i guess with the foil with the foil like the fact that it's you can do it when it's next to flat you can work on those skills a lot more and like yeah like a flat day like you're saying you can just work on pumping you know dock start speed start whatever you want to be doing it's, yeah yeah it's fun um, one of the things that's been kind of fun to start to understand is like when you're pumping in really choppy surf, how the board doesn't always come back up exactly the same way. It's almost like you're like catching an ollie or something to where you have to kind of feel which way the board's headed when you're um, in between pumps, like with cross chop. Um, I had some sketchy moments at the beginning when it comes up wrong and then you kind of fall over the handlebars on it. Um that's yeah, really... it's, it's the, the wind is like I sort of find, like depending on the strength of the wind, like a, a light offshore is awesome because you can pump back out so easily and it doesn't really stop you surfing the wave. But like a strong offshore, I absolutely hate because it just feels like when you're on the wave, your whole body is like, and the board is just catching the wind and you're going slower. Yeah. Uh, whereas like an onshore, like a strong onshore wind, it doesn't really make too much of a difference. You just, it makes obviously the wave quality a bit less, which means there'll be less surfers out, but you can almost have just as much fun. You're obviously, pumping back out's going to be a bit harder, but on the wave, on the foil, unless it, you know, you can just sort of glide through all that chop, maybe you fly a little lower. But yeah, it's, it's unreal. Just the, the, the cross shore as well. Like you can, you know, just surf more one way than the other, I guess. And then, yeah, there's so many, so many variables and options and fun to be had. Well, that's for sure. So I know you, um, Talk about what you're doing right now with boards with Sonova, and um, do you have your own line right now? Your own brand that you've launched? I'm seeing your stuff. Yeah, we're on. working on. Yeah, working on like a, I guess more of a pro range on from the Sonova board. So there's Sonova, and then there's Casey Dot, which is um, something I'm working on with a few of the guys at home. And um, basically, the production boards like they work great, but for me, I always ask for something narrower or shorter or less volume or you know something different all the time. And there's people that are progressing to a level similar. So it's instead of them always having to order customs, they're going to, we're going to work in a, I guess, more of a performance range, um, similar to the stuff I'm using, more or less. That's a um, good idea. So the, yeah. So I guess one of the things we're working on at the moment is uh, it's a tow, tow foil board because we've been doing a lot of it and have a lot of fun. <laughs> and basically, we at the first prototype we've got is it's like this little 3-3. Three, three, Basically, about as it's. I actually measured my foot, and that's the width of the board, more or less. Um, wow. With foot straps on it, and it's very unforgiving. And w when you're up and going, it's awesome because it just feels like you're on nothing. But if you ever touch down, it's like game over because it's just yeah, like nose diving because it's such a tiny little board. You know, your foot is already on the nose, so it's super fun when you're up and going, and it's like really. Um, liberating but when you touch down it's it's not great basically because it's such a small tiny board so we're working on a few, and, and also to get up toe foiling it's pretty tricky because it's just there's no surface area of the, of the board so to get up you're basically riding the foil it's a bit of a bucking bronco to get out of the turbulence and then you're up and going and then it's fine so we're working on basically something a little bit bigger keeping the volume nice and low but basically going surface area a bit higher 
um, just because we find there aren't that many people that like they like the guys that have tried my board. They have a lot of that. They have a very hard time getting up and going yeah. behind the ski. So and and I do sometimes like I sometimes I'll fall off as well using it. So it's basically just a little bit little bit small. I think a little bit hard for most people. <clears throat> um, there'd be the you know the one percent that'd be able to use it, but it, I don't think it has to be that hard. So we're working on something a little with a little bit more surface area. So I can actually the board will plane rather than just the forehill. Um, so that's going to be that's we've got a few prototypes coming for that, and then in terms of the the prone board, that's that similar to the Sonova shapes, just a bit basically thinner, um, even like not as wide, and probably a little bit shorter too. And then with the stand up stuff, we're working on a downwind board that that's going to be like for stand up, and then we're also working on a like more of a big wave downwind prone kind of prone board like board for Basically, I've had a couple of times where I've gone out and it's kind of solid, like it's you know, four to six foot and I'm paddling in on my four two and basically I just find there's not a lot of board to scratch into them and, and, and on a foil, you don't really want to be taking a late drop on a wave that size. No. So basically looking at getting a board that's got a lot, of float, a lot of paddle power that you can sort of catch the wave on the edge with a shoulder with ease. Um, and get up and foiling on these bigger waves without having a scratch in on the gnarly sections or have to catch phonies or anything like that. And then, then I figured if you can catch a bigger wave like that with ease, then maybe you'll be able to downwind prone foil that board too. So it's um, something we're just sort of starting to work on. But yeah, I've been working with Marcus Tardrew on it and it's um, been a bit of fun so far just sort of discussing it and um, haven't nailed down any I haven't nailed down prototypes for everything yet, but we're, they're all in um, in the works. So, yeah, it's been fun just discussing and brainstorming it, you know. Well, that's awesome, man. Congrats on putting all that together. That's huge. Super fun. Yeah, it's been. And actually, the surf, we're working on the surf foil board too because, you know, you see guys like Austin who are on like four-foot stand-up surfboards. <laughs> like, it's crazy. But, like, I think there's definitely something to that. That would be sort of good for paddling, but, um, like, your downwind board should be longer and thinner and your surf for sub foil board should be basically shorter and wider. So we're right. working on that too. And just sort of, I guess, covering all the extremes as best we can because there's people that want to do a little bit of everything and I think there should be gear that is extreme depending on what you want to be doing. Um, I went from riding like my 6.5 stand-up, which is about 110 liters, it's 27 wide, to a board that I shaped. It's in some of the pictures I've posted. So you guys are interested, you can check it out. Um, just in my basement, um, most of the stuff I do for portal, I do on the computer and then, and then, um, have it professionally glassed, but I enjoy glassing too. I, I just can't do it all the time. Um, so I did this one, shaped it and, and did it. It's like a little guitar pick type thing. It's a four, three, probably about, I don't know, 35 liters, something like that. It's pretty thick. And the difference when I went from the stand up the six five twenty seven to the little four three, which has got a smaller nose on it, in perception when you're flying without having like kind of a board in your periphery, to where it's just kind of like hovering over water. Yeah. That's a pretty <laughs> rad change, just as far as you know sensation goes. Like I wasn't, I wasn't, yeah. I never had thought that being something that was going to be so rad. And now I'm kind of hooked on it to where when I take out the stand up, 
Uh, and I know the stand up definitely has a place. I went surfing with a buddy this afternoon. And after I, you know, was on the boat for like four hours this morning, I had to go back out because I didn't have my fill. But um, the uh, my buddy caught like four waves to one of mine because I just couldn't yeah. get it. It was so weak, so mushy. If I'd have been on the stand up, I would have killed it. Um, and I could barely get anything at all. So um, yeah, and that's that's the frustrating thing with prone sometimes is you you're limited to what you can and can't catch. Yeah, and that's, you know, yeah that's exactly right. I look out the window though, and I'm watching. It, and I'm like, you know what? All I got to do is catch one little bump, and I'm going to be able to connect like five, six of these things. And then you're sitting there yeah. waiting for that <laughs> bump. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, at the end, even I was over in the Maldives, so I went out on my own. Yeah, before too, I didn't have room to bring my stand up um, forward board too, and I wouldn't catch a wave for like ten minutes, and then I'd catch one wave, and I'd be boiling for ten minutes. So I was like, that's oh, okay. <laughs> so it's. Yeah, once you're up and going on the on the little board, especially with a little bit of a bigger wing, you can on the little boards you can kind of go forever, which is fun. <laughs> yeah, I've been watching um, a lot of the guys who are perpetual pumpers. Guys can like just fly and fly. And I saw someone on Instagram the other day. I've been thinking about it a lot too, but I'll give credit. I don't remember who posted it, but um, maybe Foil the World or one one of those Foil account guys posted something about. Um, height to or weight to uh surface area wing surface area metric we need some sort of ratio for that the problem is with uh-huh. aerodynamics you get into um like the foil shape it's not it's not as easy as just surface area because if you look at like a lift wing versus you know a slingshot wing it's a huge difference in volume of the wing too which has a lot to do with uh lift coefficient mm-hmm. but um yeah it definitely seems to me like it's lighter guys right now that are crushing that. And it's going to be super fun to see, hopefully over the next year or two, the high aspect wings or whatever the next thing that people are going to figure out um, is um, and have that scale up to where, you know, I'm at like 195 pounds, 200 pounds. Um, you're kind of on par with that, you know? Mm, no, definitely for sure. The smaller guys, it's, it's power to weight. And yeah. you don't need that much power, really. <laughs> so it's like, it's all about weight. So I'm like, for Marcus, he's a lot smaller than, he's probably 15 kilos, almost 20, 30, 25, 30 pounds lighter than me. So Who's that? What, I, what um, my, my buddy who, who shapes, Marcus Tarzan, oh, okay, who's okay. doing Molokai this year on the foil. Um, he, he basically, <laughs> he can get away with a lot smaller wing than me, so actually faster wing in similar conditions. But if that, wind was to pick up so the little guys have, have the, definitely <coughs> have the advantage in the <coughs> in the lighter conditions but then as soon as the wind gets through super strong so you watch a guy like Dave Palama like when the wind's nuking he will be able to use like I guess everyone else will be overpowered and he can just sort of you know muscle manhandle the wing and sort of go quicker than everyone else which I guess it so it depends. Like the lighter stuff, the lighter guys are always going to lighter lighter conditions or smaller waves. The lighter guys are always going to be able to get away with more. And then the bigger guys, like say in bigger waves or or bigger winds, are going to be able to basically be able to muscle and sort of hold on to those sort of big drops and stop the breaching and all that sort of stuff. So I, I even find that with stand up versus prone, if it's um if it's super big then I'll go out my stand-up because with my smallest wing on a prone board, I'm still overpowered. There's like too much too uh-huh. much lift. But if I go 
with stand up and my small swing. It's like I get like another gear, another another gear faster. I can handle it a bit better. So it's um definitely something I play around with. And like same with the towing, like we I'm almost always using the Kai or the Nalu when we're tow foiling. And I, you know, they could we could be towing in like one to two foot and the Kai's fine. Like we're powered up to the max and it's fine. Like we're actually breaching sometimes because we're you know, turning so hard and pushing it. But if I was to go out on my stand up or my prone board just like paddling in if I'm never getting up to that top speed I'd probably not, never I'd probably use the bigger wing the Eva or the you know the GL 180 just because you're you have to get the wave and then get up to the speed whereas when the tow with your towing in you're going in completely powered up like almost overpowered and you can turn from there so it's um yeah it's been interesting you know and that's a, that's a good point like the lighter guys for sure are always going to have an advantage in the smaller waves or the flatter conditions or the uh, lighter winds, the downwind. And then as, a, as we sort of look to the other end of the spectrum, the bigger guys are definitely going to be able to hold on to those bigger, wilder conditions until a smaller wing is made for the lighter guys. And then I think they'll get the advantage back. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does make sense. I think a lot of the guys who are taking bigger surfing seriously on foils are going to kite foils when it gets to yeah, a certain size. Absolutely. You know, yeah. kite, and I was actually just chatting with my buddy Leon yesterday and um, we were out there and, you know, it's like, it's like yesterday might've been three, maybe four foot. And we're saying, man, we're so maxed out. And, you know, we're using, I was using the car yesterday and he was using um, an Axis, I think 75. And so then it's one step below that but that's what we use when it's really big. And, and even then we're so maxed out, like we're not turning anymore. We're just holding on. And yeah, definitely. I think there's got to, there's going to be a lot more development done on these smaller wings. And, you know, whether we just have to explore kite wings a bit more or, but like, I think even the kite wings probably aren't perfect. I was chatting to, um, when I was over in Thailand, uh, for the Sonova dealer meeting, one of the big wave guys, um, Sebastian Stoider, who was, you know, run the Billabong, you know, the XXL, out at Nazare a couple of years ago, he's been getting into foiling and like foiling Nazare. I'm like, dude, how is it? it? Must be epic. And he's like, yeah, it's okay. But you know, the biggest we sort of got it is 15 foot, and then it's just it's the the wing doesn't or the foil doesn't hold in anymore. And it's like, I'm like really? I feel like you know you should be able to get like a kite wing or something and to be able to hold it out. He's like, no, nah, the best wing I've he said the best wing he's used was a little slingshot wing, and even that was just like scary holding on. So I think there's going to be a lot more work to do and like because the way I see it is the the foil should be used for like especially a wave like Nazare where you see the guys going down the wave and they're bouncing and chattering along and the, and the wave's moving faster than them if you're on a foil you should be moving faster than the wave and like be able to basically maneuver around it so he's got that same vision too but it's kind of he's being held back by equipment at the moment which is I think frustrating for him and there's there's something that is so scary about having a bad wipeout and being tumbled with with your foil in serious oh, yeah. big surf. That I mean that that's super scary to me. Uh, how much have you played yeah, around? For sure, <laughs> for sure. How much have you played around with shimming your back wing? Um, I've been playing around a lot on my cloud setups with a uh, different angle of attack for rear wing. And then the NP1 yeah. comes with two rear wings and it's amazing 
Uh, it comes with a small and a large um, rear wing when you order the large setup. And the ability, the lift difference from the back wing, from the large back wing, it's like, you know, an extra, you know, 20 pounds of lift, um, which makes pumping like when I'm going on these really small days, I'm putting the, the large back wing on and it kind of sucks to turn. Like you can definitely feel the difference in turning, but I'm yeah, gliding and like relaxing as I pump, which is, is, is just super fun. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, I've played out of that a bit, especially more for the downwind stuff, to be honest. Um, because yeah, that makes a huge difference. So if it's a lighter day, I'm going to shim like the back of the wing and it just adds, bring the tail of the wing up a bit. Yeah. That gives you a bit more lift. And then if it's a windier day and I'm like, oh, it's going to be good today. I want to have better top speed. I actually put a little, well, shim the, the front of the wing so the tail is down and um, sort of makes, it makes the wing flatter and that makes it seem like it goes faster. Um, but in saying that, I think they're just minute differences. Like it, it makes a bit of a difference, but I feel like the front wing is, has a way bigger, as it plays a way bigger part. Like it's, <clears throat> you're just playing around with a tiny little few degrees here and there and you make, you know, it's a little bit easier to pump out, but you're not actually changing your speed much. Mm-hmm. Um, so that helps to a degree, but I still think the wings have got to get sort of better. Like you're better off changing your front wing than your back wing. For example, if you want more lift or less lift, um, <clears throat> it helps a little bit. <clears throat> it helps a little bit to change your back wing, but the main difference and the main amount of lift is going to be from the front. And I guess the other thing I've played around is just shimming it at the at the base as well. So if you make your board, and one of my first boards actually with the tuttle box that Sonoma made me, I asked them to put the box a little bit further forward just to play around with it. I put it further forward, but it was also angled um, angled forward a little bit. So it was like it was shimmed at the front, which meant I was getting more lift for each pump. Um, so instead of having like with the rocker in the board, it was the opposite. So it was like it was, it's basically, it's made it super easy to pump um, hmm. just because of the angle. Yeah. So it was, I was always flying nose down basically. Did you have a lot of Instead like of nose up. angle of attack then when you took off on waves? Was it hard when you, was it a Oh, sub- it was gnarly. I remember, I remember I said to you like how hard it was for me to learn to foil on yeah. a phone board. And it was exactly because of that. Like I was, the takeoffs were crazy, man. Like I was falling off a lot. But um, if you got the right one, you wouldn't stop because the board is so much smaller than what I was used to in the stand-up. Right. But yeah, so if we made it harder to learn, I wouldn't recommend it. But, you know, if you, get, if you want to get a little bit more lift, a little bit more pumpability, um, you change that angle and, and vice versa, you can do the opposite. So you can shim the, the back of the foil and it makes it like the bigger wave. Sometimes I'll put the, on the, you know, the US system, I'll move the foil all the way to the back of the board and it kind of makes it feel like it's got a little bit more, you can, handle a little bit more and then if it's a little bit smaller i'll move the the ball like downwind i'm gonna move the, the foil all the way forward in the box and that sort of gives me a little bit more pump and um glide less turning there so, yeah. so when you're flying like let's talk about surfing right now not downwind but maybe it's the same setup for you how is your weight distributed i'm having a thing where until i just um started with a wing that's got more lift it felt like I was almost manualing like a skateboard <clears throat> excuse me to where majority of my weight was on my back foot it, so much so that like my left leg and snowboarding helped a little bit in this too but the foiling is killing it is um my right leg is bigger than my my left leg right now my 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 quad is like 
noticeably <laughs> yeah. bigger from from foiling and pumping and the whole thing. And I'm wondering if I have something like balanced incorrectly, or if it's just a, yeah. a symptom of of uh, like surfing really small waves and having to keep a foil up. Yeah, it sounds like you're underwing a little bit a lot of the time because okay. normally normally I'm all on my front foot um, because I'm trying to keep the foil down. And also depends on different wings have different sort of feels to them and different balance points and whatnot. And depending on like, I know if I use, um, like if I ever swapped out with Marcus on his axis wing, the balance point is like a little bit further back. Whereas on the go forward, it's a little bit further forward. And that's, that's sort of a product of the way, like where, how long the fuselage is so, and, and where the fuselage finishes. Same when I borrowed like uh, my, my friend's Nash wing and tried that. I have to be a lot further back on that to get any lifts because the front wing is basically closer to the mast than it is on the go-fall. So like the fuselage is further forward on the go-fall and further back on the Nash. So that changes everything. So depending on where the wing is, will depend on where my weight is. And if your board's only, say your, the box of your board is right at the back of the board, you, can, you can't shift your weight any further back. You've just got to have more weight in your back foot. You, you can't move your feet further back rather. Uh, so that makes a it makes a huge difference. Just just where the I think where the front wing in is and how long your fuselage is and um all that sort of stuff. Um so I think it's and then also like if you're under if you're if you're in small ways and using a small wing, you're gonna have to work it a lot harder. And I know like say I use when I was in the, the Maldives, I was I had the Kai and the GL one eighty and they were the two wings I brought. And if I took the Kai out I'd have to kind of work work the foil a bit more and turn and sort of maneuver to keep speed. Whereas on the GL 180, I was just standing there and you just stand there and you just do a few little pumps to get back out to the wave behind, but you, you'd never pump on the wave because you'd, you'd breach, you know, you get a lot more lift. So I'm all front foot on the GL 180 on the wave, but on the Kai, I'm going to be trans, like I can say ollieing to create a bit of speed and glide to, to keep the foil moving and keep my momentum going. And, um, yeah, that's just a, I think that's more the significant wing sizes, but then there is something in the, where the front wing is compared to the mast. So I'm wondering if I should move my wing forward a little bit and see if that changes the yeah, balance point, um, except that. Yeah, like, definitely. Right? I, I, that's what I try with, try to do, move it a little further forward and then you'll, you should get a little bit more glide and you shouldn't have to work it as much in that smaller condition. So the, the funny thing though, is that, you know, my back foot is still behind the mast a little bit. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm so working just, on bringing so that, that, it forward. Yeah, so that just depends on, like, if you're overwinged, like overwinged, so you're overpowered, you've got too big a wing for the surf. If your foot is behind the mask, um, almost guaranteed on the go fall, you're going to breach. Um, but if you're underwinged and you have your foot behind the mask, that's just creating a little bit more lift for you. More upward lift though is what I find is like as upward lift, then there's forward lift. So like if I have my foot too far back, I'm getting too much up and not enough forward. So like if I'm like, I think we spoke about last time, but if I'm to try and glide yeah. out the wave behind, I'm moving my feet forward so I can sort of pump and glide through. So it's a lot less upward lift and it's more keeping momentum forward. Yeah. I thought I had figured that out a couple months ago. And then this last week, I really figured that out. I'm moving my foot, you know, six, eight inches forward. And when I'm pumping, I almost feel like I'm like jumping forward. Like I'm like my, yeah. my, you know, like the board is catching back up to me 
instead of me like pushing the board forward. It's like, I'm like leading with yeah. my head almost. Um, yeah, and it's exactly. like, I can accelerate like in my pumping now, like when I kick out, instead of it always being like, it used to always feel like the fastest I was going to go was going to be right when I kicked out. And then I would slowly slow down and then hopefully get to the next wave before I, before I, you know, bogged down, stalled out. Um, now it feels like I can actually accelerate as I'm pumping. Uh, and maybe some of that has to do with the prone board and just kind of figuring all this stuff out. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, but definitely that's, I guess, same, like if I teach stand up paddle, like racing, and it's all about getting your body weight forward. Cause if your body weight is behind you, you're not using it and then you're relying on everything else. Same with foiling. If your body weight is behind, behind you, like behind your, I guess your center, then you're fighting an uphill battle. But if I get my body weight in front of that center, then the momentum is carried forward and you're going to keep flowing forwards. So it's, yeah, for sure. It's, um, that's a really good makes a big difference. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, if you think about like the, the, that, that sort of center, like when you surf, like straight down to the board between your legs, like you can lean forward, lean back and you're going to be, you know, either slowing yourself down backwards or speeding yourself up forwards. So same with the foiling. If you want to pump back out, you better hope that, you keep your weight forward, like you still got to be pumping the board and have your foot over the foil and keep it moving. But if your weight is behind it, then you're just going to be basically falling backwards from the foil. But if you keep it forward, keep that momentum moving forward, you're going to keep moving forward. You're going to keep that momentum for a longer period of time. That's pretty dope. Um, you have been teasing a new video. Is, has that dropped yet? I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it just dropped um, last night, my time, so this morning your time. Nice. I have I haven't been online much today. Um I'll go check it foiling. out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should have been studying. Yeah, but the video is basically we it was uh, in February, I was over in Hawaii and we surfed um at the front of um my mate's place and it was just like this what we talked about, like this messed up reef break that was wrapping around the island or this on the reef and it was junk, like no one was surfing it. And um I got one wave and my mate got it on, on drone and just like, I think I was the, one of the first times I'd used the GL180 and just was pumping forever. Like it was like just one wave and it's always, he actually ran out of, he, he lost me a couple of times and restarted it. And I'm just like sort of pumping around these bunch of little waves and um, yeah, super fun <laughs> for sure. Uh, with, with Derek, Derek Hammer was out there and then Benoit Carpentier was filming me. But yeah, super fun. That's sick. I will, uh, I'll post that video if it's cool with you. Um, is it just on Instagram or did you post it to YouTube? Where is it? Uh, yeah, it's on Instagram TV and I'm, I'm going to post it on YouTube as well. Send me the link when you post it to YouTube and I'll put it, um, in show notes and, um, along with the show so everybody can see it, see what you're up cool. to. Yeah. Right on, man. Well, what else should we cover, man, before we, uh, before we hop off? Anything cool coming uh, up for you? for you? Um, I go to Hawaii on a, in about 10 days. But that's more for the unlimited racing. I, I still haven't fully committed. I'm not, I'm not fully loyal to the foil just yet. Um, just because <laughs> there's that, um, there's that you know, degree of R&D you have to put into it. And I just know I haven't done it. And I'm just relying on GoFoil coming out with you know, the best stuff. And um, they're getting there, but I'm not entirely sure it's better than someone's, you know, homemade, um, homemade foil, you know, prototype sort of thing they're working on. So 
my mate Marcus. I'm excited to I'll, I'll watch him fly by me when I'm on my big unlimited board. Um, but he, he's going to fly Molokai later in the later in the month. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just on the 18 foot board for this 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 summer over there. But I'm going to bring my foil over. I'll be I'll be playing around with the boys. But um, yeah, I'll hopefully get a few clips out of of Marcus and all the crew buzzing by. But um, yeah, should be able to sign for that. Because it's been lots of uh, westerly offshore winds here in in Sydney this time of year. Not so much downwind stuff, which I love. Right on. And I saw a recent post that you've been doing a lot of coaching too. Um, how do people contact you for, um, besides yeah, the so, boards, which um, we talked about here, you've got the coaching, what else you got going on? So if people want to engage and, um, yeah, so if you, you, go to, if you go to caseyoz.com, C-A-S-E-Y-A-U-S, um, I've got coaching. So it's, it's I guess a start out with stand up stuff, but I'm, I do a little bit of hydrofoil coaching and, and stand-up surfing coaching as well. Um, and I'm working on a few camps that are coming up. So, like, I want to try and get a camp going over in Thailand where there's some over factories where there's some awesome foil waves over there and um, basically just get a crew together and we'll just go foil, get some of the film, come back in and, and basically break it all down, you know, get the video footage up and say, this is what we're doing wrong, so we're doing right, go back out. Give it, you know, two or three points for each person, go out and work on this, this or this. And we can basically just progress the foiling, kind of what you guys are doing um, down yeah. at um, Costa Rica, you know, with the subsurfing, yeah. similar thing for the, for the foiling and just really break it down. And so like I'm working on, I'm calling like your, your camp Casey. And then there's, you know, they've got a bunch of the coaching stuff and then they've got a bit of apparel in there too, just to sort of um, fill everyone's needs. basically but yeah it's been fun right on i still want to um you know get with chase and put together uh like a joint camp casey down in costa rica if you're still into doing that too yeah yeah it's always hard finding dates busy schedules between racing and you know the the aussie season versus the the international seasons it's kind of it makes it like a 12 month gig (laughs) but yeah i I gotta make time for that because i like I, i did with the maldives trip this year i got couple of weeks for the subsurfing but yeah definitely i want to do more of the foiling stuff because it's so much fun and there's so much to learn and explore and yeah there's there's a need for it out there yeah and you know it's if, if you're out there and you're not foiling and you're interested in foiling you should definitely get with someone who knows what they're doing to learn so since i bought the zodiac oh, wow. here i've got a lot of friends who uh who are surfers who are interested in learning and um some of them are going to listen Absolutely. to this but i've been i've been pulling them around behind the boat for uh some mixed results but they're all learning pretty quickly and you know one of my buddies who uh um he's actually super just gone full on aggro into it he's going like every day now had some rough days behind the boat and we were just out um this afternoon and he had some really good flights it was awesome but the boat helped so much and having someone who can like I'm, yeah, you know, Casey knows like this as good as anybody does. Um, can tell you what to do. F- a few things will probably expedite your learning curve, but also save you from getting super hurt. Absolutely. Like I, I learned without a boat and like just on a stand up in waves, and it was terrifying. Like I don't know how me and my mate didn't hurt ourselves more, but um, definitely <laughs> like I, I taught a few guys over in in the Maldives behind the dinghy, and it's the best way. Like these these it was t- two girls actually learned um Ange and and Narelle. And they had zero foiling experience, like never done it before. And by the end, they were getting like rides behind the boat for like 
five, six minutes on the foil and like sort of starting to turn and just like the grin on their faces was insane. And like the magic carpet, they'll call it. It's like the magic carpet. And they got some of the, <laughs> the, the, the crew on the boat. I got them just to, to kneel on the stand-up board because the balance was a bit harder for them who hadn't done stand-up or and so I got them to kneel on the, on the stand-up paddleboard with the foil in it. And now like, um, you know, in Sri Lanka and, I was calling the, the our surf guide has sort of long hair and oh it's a ladder up on his magic carpet. It was <laughs> it was so funny. It was um it was an awesome, awesome trip and awesome experience to see those those guys like the, the crew that you know, the, the clients that came, but also the, the crew on the boat just like, you know, they're asking, you know, where can we get it and you know, how much are they and do you think you could leave one for us? <laughs> so it was I'm gonna try and bring another set over and leave on the boat from next year. So, you know, it was it was a lot of fun. Oh, it's killer, man. It's super fun. It's, um, I have like mixed emotions because it's, it's rad. Like you were saying earlier to have some of the spots and the whole thing by yourself. But at the same time, I'm looking at the coastline here and in Florida and Jacksonville, like where I'm at, literally I've seen one other guy out. That's it. Nobody is doing it. Everybody's kind of like, wow. what's going on? It's like, yeah. I mean, maybe this place is slow to evolve. I don't know. But, um, it's nuts, but everyone here is kind of a grumpy surfer. And I just feel like the whole community stoke factor would be so much higher. Everybody walking around with permagrins and everybody uh, would be super stoked all the time. You know, you know big... what? Like the, the, the foil froth is like, it's universal. It seems like I was out, me and my mate were out foiling and a guy was surfing this inside, probably like a 500 meters further inside when it like not even a different spot. And um, I came in and he's like, dude, I was sitting out the back there just watching you. And I was so stoked. Like, how do I learn to do this thing? Like, you know, it's just like, you have, I have that, same, like, how does that work? And like, that looks like so much fun. These are all these comments you get all the time from people that it's, it's generally a lot of love for what you're doing as well, which is cool. Whereas, you know, I said before in the last podcast on the stand up, it's usually a little bit of greasies and a bit of hate sort of directed your way, but on the foil, it's like, wow, that's so cool. How do you, how does that work? How, how do I, how do I do it kind of thing? So that's it's, a- um, yeah. Cool. It's such a such a big difference, man, from going through it on the stand up and having everybody kind of like dirty look you. Well, so and I started uh, stand up foiling around here, and it was kind of the same thing. But now that I'm prone foiling, like everybody seems to be really stoked on it. It's been yeah, fun how funny is it? Like even the the, the stand up and the prone foiling is definitely a bigger difference. You, you, like difference. I still had a lot of people hooting and hollering me on a stand up foiling because I was like, oh, it's foiling, it's new, it's different. And then now it's like not so much like oh, like stand up, sorry. But now right. when the prone fall, people are like that's awesome, and especially like the towing falling because you're in a tiny little board and you're sort of doing something completely different. People are like that's sick. But how do you how does that work? And if you're in a stand up, it's you know there's just that little bit of I don't know resentment, I guess, from you know the few people that make a bad name for stand up. Unfortunately, it's just anything. And then I think the- for the foiling. I think for the foiling, like we've got to be really careful that we don't, you know, ruin that association of fun and yeah. joy and like, you know, one bad accident foiling in too crowded a lineup or, you know, just being in the wrong place. Like we know we don't need to be have like be having, we don't, we know we don't have to be in good ways. So I think there's a bit of a, I guess, warning. Like I saw the Waikiki, the boys in Waikiki sort of ask people to, to not foil there obvious reasons <clears throat> you know there's yep. hundreds of learner surfers and it's not so much the foiler that is endangering people it's the other people in with with a foil it's just a disaster waiting to happen so no matter how good you are it's best if you you don't need to be 
surfing waves like that, um, crowded waves like that. So, yeah, just like the next bank down or the next reef over, or you don't need to risk it. Yeah. I hear it's just like endless sandbars up and down the beach. So you can kind of Which just find perfect, a spot. You know? Yeah, it yeah. doesn't even matter. Even if it's closing out, it's like a low tide. It's going to close out and then go across the bar. And then you get this like, you know, 60 meter. Yeah. How, just... how good how good the beach break gather? <laughs> oh. You take off and then you just like into this little foil park. Just yeah. bank off yeah. that, bank off this. Oh, I can turn around and get another one. Oh, bank off this. It's yeah, super fun. And that, I guess that's exactly the point. Like you can have that much fun in, in a gutter where a wave actually isn't breaking. Whereas a surfer needs... You know, they need that perfect break and they're all sitting on it. So let them have it, <laughs> basically. I, I don't think I've ever seen a sport that's made me want to get good at it so fast just so I have access to all the things that I'm now seeing. It's like oh, I know that as I get better. Something. That's sort yeah. of half the problem as well, right? <laughs> when do I rest? <laughs> yeah, my wife, I've got a rad wife. Uh, she's amazing. And like she was telling me this morning, she's driving the boat. And oh, she's picking me up from, well. from down. Well, uh, she's great, man. She's, um, she's awesome. And, um, but you know, she's like, you're going back out this afternoon. It's like, yeah, it's, look, look out back, babe. It's, it's <laughs> look, breaking. It's, it's, it's like a foot and a half. <laughs> it's it's always firing. It doesn't count. It doesn't count anymore. If it's always firing. <laughs> it's like what you've always wanted as a surfer though. Right. It's just to always be able to surf and it's never been there for you. I remember when I moved from, yeah living in Florida to Costa Rica, like I surfed every day for like six hours because it was always pumping. Like my barometer yeah, was Florida. It's all relative, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. And that's, yeah, it's exactly the same with foiling. It's just all the time now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, man. All right, dude, I've taken up a lot of your time. I appreciate it. This has been rad catching up again. Yeah, no, thanks so much. That was, it was always fun chatting. Heck yeah, man. Let's do it again after some adventures. Hit me up after you've done some rad stuff um, or you got something you want to promote or something like that and uh, and and let me know. And, and before we hop off, let everybody know where they can find you. What's your Instagram? Give me your website. Yeah, so Instagram is James underscore underscore Casey. And then my other Instagram, I guess, was sort of work Instagram is um, at Casey.OzAUS. And then, yeah, in terms of business sort of stuff, it's my, my website, www.caseyoz.com, C-A-S-E-Y-A-U-S.com. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. And, you know, Facebook's casey.oz as well. So, yeah, look yeah, forward to meeting a bunch of cool people and sharing the froth, basically. And people should contact you if they want to learn how to foil in Australia or if they want to go on some of your trips. Uh, yeah, or if they exactly want to... right. But yeah, the, the Maldives trips, you know, foilers are encouraged, but it's a more of a subsurf subsurf trip. Um, and then I'm working on a few a few trips, like in Thailand and uh, a couple trips in Australia too, um, for foiling and you know surfing and um, downwind paddling too. So it's just trying to keep all the, the fun things flowing, basically. It's a good plan. When you're getting paid to be in the Maldives. <laughs> things are good, man. <laughs> yeah. <lots> looking up. <laughs> yeah. Well, you put in a lot of work, it shows. And um, there's nothing better than learning from somebody who is uh, really good at doing something. It expedites the process. I think it's the best investment. As I get older, the thing I invest in is uh, coaching and learning because it just lets me get to where I want to go faster. So I'm a huge advocate of yeah, that. Yeah. And, 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 you, and you wish you'd done it earlier because <laughs> that's, that's that with me. Like, oh, you know, who do I? 
who can I talk to about, you know, basically getting better at what I'm doing already and it's, yeah, it's, you know, learning from people that have done it before or done something similar before is, is so valuable. Yep. You know, you just, it means you can have more time working on stuff and having more fun. Yep. And even if you think that you're pretty good at something, bouncing ideas off of things, oh. uh, off, of, off of people who are, who are better than you. Um, even people that are worse than you, I think. Yeah. Like even like on, on the trips, I'm learning stuff all the time from people that are literally learning to stop there. And it's like, oh, yeah, you're right. Like that's, that's a good way to put it, a good way to think about it. And it's, um, like I learned how to teach people better as well from, from doing those trips, which is cool. Sick, man. All right, dude. Well, thanks for the time. And uh, we'll catch up again uh, after some more awesome adventures. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping maybe I can get over to um, the, the Nepali race on the foil. So maybe I'll catch you after that. Well, yeah, and if you yeah. ever have uh, videos or anything you want to put out, I'm going to start kind of putting some stuff together. And um, it seems like the feedback from from doing these has been pretty good. People are pretty into it. And so I'll start spending a little bit more time on it and, and cultivating something here. So, yeah, sweet. Yeah, happy to happy to share and collaborate with you. Yeah. Beautiful, dude. All right, James, thanks so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks, mate. Stay in touch.